The Authentic Accountant is sponsored by Intuit. Intuit helps you leverage the latest technologies and works with you to create tomorrow's future innovations for your firm. Visit quickbooks.intuit.com. Welcome to the Authentic Accountant Podcast with Seth David and co-host Erica Ed. If you've ever wanted to know the real story behind the most successful business leaders in the world today, stay tuned. Every story doesn't have an instant success, peaches and cream background. We'll ask the questions that need to be asked and get the true stories of success. Now, here is Seth David and Erica Ed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. My name is Seth David, and I am here with my co-host. Hey, everybody. I'm Erica Ed. Happy to be with you. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. But first... Erica, do you know what I did this morning? I think I have a pretty good idea. What do you think I did? You logged into QuickBooks Online. Oh, you nailed it. I know you so well. Every time. I did. I went into QuickBooks Online this morning, made sure I wasn't running out of money, and uh, made sure and I was Are covered. you? Are you running out of money? You know, I am. I tell you something. I, I looked, and I'm, I'm short on funds, so you know what I did? I use an app. Called, I didn't really use this app. I'm making this up. But just I wanted to bring up something interesting that I love about using QuickBooks Online and specifically the apps that, get, that you get to use that work with it. Um, and there's an app called Funbox, you know, yeah. which if you need money, you just connect them to your QBO. They will analyze your receivables and payment histories. You don't need to worry about a credit check per se. They will use the credit that, you know, that they can see you have based on your own history, right? So they use your actual experience as a way of giving you credit and they'll next day money's in your account. So if you're short on working capital, you can get it covered and then they just take the money out weekly. Great. So, you know, Funbox, uh, is great and QuickBooks Online is amazing because it gives me the access to that kind of stuff so I can run yes. my business effectively. The apps really do expand what you can do with QuickBooks in so many ways. It's it's kind of amazing. Yep, and when you know when I talk to people who are using QuickBooks Online or are new to it, I explain to them it's not just about the QuickBooks Online product, it's about the ecosystem that you can build that will help your business run with extreme efficiency. Yep. And that's why Price I love the sky is the limit. Speaking of the sky is the limit, we're here today talking with none other than Casey Johnson. Casey, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. And uh, we're going to send you as a free promo after the show, a free ruler. We're going to send a ruler your way. Not this one, though, that I'm holding up. This one was very expensive. We were talking off the air before we went live about my $2,000 ruler. If you want to know about the $2,000 ruler, email Seth at nerdenterprises.com, and I'll explain it to you. Or you could head over to our Facebook group at the Authentic Accountant Podcast. There you go. That's right. So don't forget, <laughs> we do have a Facebook for our group. <laughs> and we're, so, Casey, we're going to send you an invite after the show to join our Facebook group so that listeners who are interested can keep the conversation going with you. Hopefully, it won't get you too inundated, but um, hopefully it will provide an enhanced experience for our listeners who want to interact more with our guests and obviously gauge it however you need to as far as your time allows. 
Um, but yes, we do have that resource. And if you head over to nerdenterprises.com and go into the podcast section, you will now see that I've started to get the episode set up there with an actual player. So you can listen right on our website and that's where you'll find all the show notes, right? So I take detailed show notes about each of these. Um, and some of them have exercises you can do. Like when Erica and I did step one, there's an exercise you can go in there and you can upload your lists and you'll see what I mean when you get there. But I don't want to delay anymore because we have only so much time with Casey. So Casey, welcome to the show. Our format, as you know, is what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. And this is the first segment that we refer to as what it was like. And along these lines, what I'd like to do is ask you to kind of go back to your childhood. Imagine that dreamy music playing at the beginning of the movie that takes you back to your childhood. And I want to find out what were your interests back then? I mean, we know what you do today. We know that you most recently took over Greg LaFollette's old position at CPA.com. Right. But I'm sure it was kind of a long road between where you started and, and where you are today. And that's what I'm hoping to sort of uh, learn about today, starting with what were you like as a kid? What were your interests? Absolutely. And yes, it is much different uh, where I am today than what I would have probably ever imagined. So, um, you know, when I was a kid, I think I was a typical girly girl. I, I grew up with all brothers, but my mom, you know, she had me dance and gymnastics and Every kind of, uh, I think the first time I actually ever wore pants was when I went to Oklahoma to ride a horse and I was like seven. So I was <laughs> definitely, um, a, you know, a, a girly girl in all of the, the ways that you would think of. But I, I think I had always wanted to help people. So I always thought that I was going to be a doctor. And I went into U of A, um, I went to University of Arizona, and I went in as pre-med. And that's kind of the route that I planned on taking forever. And it, for the first two years, I was right on course. And um, unfortunately, at the time, the, my boyfriend, his mom, got hit by a UPS truck. Mm. And I was very close with her. And I went to the hospital right away when it happened. And I mean, she, it wasn't even recognizable as a human, let alone as three so um i and i realized right then i had a very weak stomach for blood so i went in the next day to my counselor and i was like i can't do this so i kind of you know floundered for about six months in college because now i've got every elective is going to be <laughs> organic chemistry or physics um and tried to figure out, okay, what's next? And even from there, you know, I went and changed my, my major to be a double major of English literature and political science. And then I went to business school and got my MBA. And I would have never guessed in a million years that I would end up in accounting technology, which is where I've lived and breathed for almost 11 years now. Wow. So we went from planning on a, med a career in medicine to getting into accounting technology. It's crazy. That's quite a shame. I also was a pre-med major my first year of college. I wanted to I wanted to go into reconstructive surgery and then realized I didn't really like chemistry enough to pursue that. So. Well, and that's the tough part. You know, you spend so much time in very difficult classes. It's not like that was a fun major. No. You know, none of those initial classes are easy or um, extremely engaging. So you know, you kind of got to chalk it up as a wash and move on. Yeah. And so, and so I'm sorry, you may have said this and I may have missed it because I was kind of thinking about the experience you were describing of seeing the blood and being squeamish about that. So mm -hmm. how did we get from, how did we pivot from medicine to accounting tech? 
<laughs> so another kind of tragic story. Um, so after I was done with my MBA, I was engaged actually, and I was still living in Arizona. And the day I picked up my wedding dress, I found out he was cheating. Oh my the God. So I, I, yeah. so I drove around with my wedding dress in my car for about a week, figuring out what am I going to do next? And, um, um, I hated it in Arizona at this point. And even though all my family was there, it was so hot. And I just said, you know, I'm not going to stay here and worry about, you know, taking this guy back. So I'm going to move. I'm just going to pick up and restart. Fresh start. It's a perfect opportunity. I just finished my master's. I don't want to be with him. Fresh slate. So I, I looked, I said, well, what's not too far from my nieces and um, has much better weather than this? And I said, San Diego. So I sold my house, sold my boat. Anything that didn't fit in my Nissan Armada was not coming besides me and my dog. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to San Diego, didn't know a soul, didn't have a job, and um, just kind of rebuilt my life here. And I saw an advertisement. It was back in the day. We looked on Craigslist. And um, I'm sure many of your listeners know Rob Chandler from Cloud9 Real Time. Yep. And he had an advertisement for a director of operations or director of marketing. So I went in and I met with Rob and he explained to me this um, cloud that he was building for CPAs so that Peachtree and QuickBooks Desktop could be accessed online and people wouldn't have to, uh, you know, use like remote logins and they wouldn't have to send files back and forth in these disks and creating accountants copies and this whole thing. It's like, okay, I I don't really get the whole thing, but, you know, I think I can do this. And I was like, they had like 87 users at the time. I was like the fourth employee. So I took the job and changed the company name because back then it was very confusing. It sounded like it was a bookkeeping company. And um, we kind of just rock and rolled. And then five years, we grew it to 20,000 users. And um, it, it just exponential growth and then I just kind of immersed myself in accounting and I was I was so hungry because at that point I was like if I'm going to do this I'm going to do it right and I have to learn every bit and piece about how a CPA firm works what these technologies are how they all work together and then we expanded it from there obviously so I'm sort of curious how that job interview went when you met with Rob because you I I can picture you saying well I just dropped out of medical school and moved to San Diego and I have no idea what my next move is so here I am so tell us about that you know I think that um Rob I think Rob saw in me first of all the education piece because I had just finished my MBA um you know, I think that he was like, wow, she, she'll be able to come in here and really bring a little bit more structure because Rob was a former bookkeeper and um, he understood and had this vision. He's one of those very visionary people, but not necessarily the person that's going to put it all together and, and execute. Um, and so I think that he saw that that's more of my strength. I'm a, I'm a strategist, right? Right. Okay. Got it. And so you did have the MBA. Um, which is really what poised you for that position anyway and kind of set you up going in that direction. And it's, um, you know, it's one of those uh, tools that it goes, it's cross-functional. It can go across any industry um, when it comes to business management. So that's why I actually went and got that after I was lost and confused and 
um, had a political science degree and an English lit degree. I knew I didn't want to go to law school. So, um, yeah, but I, I knew you had to do more than that. I wasn't going to go cheat teach. So. Right. So, okay, so you started working at Cloud9 at that point, and we already know the story. Those of us who are familiar with it, I mean, I, I, I remember Rob when he was kind of starting that out. And I remember he had a podcast going for a while. It was, uh, I remember him, his whole slogan, get loud in the cloud, right? And I was a guest actually on his podcast there a while back. And then he started, he had started like his own little conference. I remember going one year. I think that's the first time I actually met you was at that conference he did in, what was it, Paradise Cove or something? Paradise something in San Diego. Paradise Point, yeah, it's, a, it's own little private island. And yeah, we had Cloud Summit back then. Which That's what it was, Cloud weird. Summit. Yeah, it was pretty much the user conference for all of our. Right, and is that, so was, I assume that was part of your strategy for, you know, building a user base or building really probably more, you were attracting the accountants who would put the users into the product. Yeah, you know, when... At that point, we had built private virtual servers, so firms were really kind of outsourcing their entire IT to us, um, and the more that we could uh, work with them, understand all of their different apps, and help them to become better, more knowledgeable users, the happier that they were going to be. Um, and it was really important for us to partner with different applications, so that, that gave us that platform. And then about five years ago, I left Cloud9 and uh, started my own consulting practice. And I've been doing this for the last five years until I joined CPA.com this year. Gotcha. And I mean, you, all right, so, you know, at this point, because we are in the what it was like sort of phase of things here, was it like having started at Cloud9 when you did and having pivoted as much as you had and all the experience that you've described that kind of led you there, what was it like for you at that time? Were you thinking, okay, this is it. Now I know what I'm going to do. Or were you kind of not sure? Were you just kind of feeling it out? And, you know, like I like to describe some of my own experience when I had, you know, with what I've been through is I sometimes I'll say like, you know, even today, I still feel like I'm doing this. I just kind of make it up as I go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew that I love the community because one thing about accounting that has been very um, obviously since the beginning was it's much, it's not the doggy dog world of many other industries like legal. And it truly is this community where there's so much giving back and thought leadership. And like I said, I, I like to help people and heal and do these different things. So I, I saw a real opportunity for me to um, build out, I hate to call it a personal brand, but a personal voice that I could um, add more value to the profession. So I knew that this was a great learning experience. We did a lot of great things when I left. Um, I was very proud of what we had accomplished, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. I felt like I had taken it to where it could go. And it was okay. Fun. And so then you left Cloud9 and started Blue Ocean Principles. And there your vision was to, I guess, kind of do as a consultant what you had done for Cloud9. Is that right? Yeah. So I focused on working with uh, the vendors that service the profession. But what I figured out was that they... A lot of them didn't really understand um, the perspectives and the pain points of CPAs, and especially if they were utilizing accountants as a channel partner to sell through to their clients, they were kind of treating them like any other industry. Um, so I worked with, for the last four and a half years, lots of different vendors to help them build out strategies and train their teams to um, be more proficient in the accounting, and you know, we always say it's accounting profession, not industry, and that's one of those 
you know, simple things that once you, you change that mind shift for the vendor, they start to respect it a little bit more. Gotcha. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the hard times you've encountered along the way. You've already touched on a couple, finding out your fiance was cheating on you and (laughs) finding out that the thing you thought you were going to do for your whole life, you had a little problem with the whole, you know, squeamish thing. Um, So we'll talk a little bit more about those kinds of experiences that you've had along the way. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Intuit QuickBooks is dedicated to powering prosperity around the globe for accountants, small businesses, consumers, and the self-employed. With products and services like QuickBooks Online Accountant and the QuickBooks Pro Advisor Program, accounting professionals can save time, grow their practice, and act as strategic advisors to their small business clients. By working together as partners, Intuit can help you leverage the latest technologies and work with you to create tomorrow's future innovations. Go to quickbooks.intuit.com to find out more. Nerd Enterprises Incorporated is a numbers agency. We offer a wide range of services, from bookkeeping to financial modeling and cash flow projections. Our consulting services enable you to do what you do best by giving us the accounting and back office tasks that we do best. Nerd Enterprises, Inc. is one of the worldwide leaders in QuickBooks, Microsoft Excel, and other productivity-based training. If it's one-to-one or one-to-many, we log in with you so you can share your screen and we get you through it. Plus, all sessions are recorded, so you can review those recordings anytime you like afterwards. For more information, visit nerdenterprises.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. To find out more, email Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. That's Seth at NerdEnterprises.com. Now, back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. Welcome back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. I'm still here, fortunately. Erica's still here. I'm still here. And Casey's still here. Thank goodness. Casey has not left us. She hasn't run away just yet. So we're, um, you know, we talked about what it was like. Now we want to talk about what happened, Casey. You know, all of us have experiences along the way in our careers. Um, you know, the sort of darker times, as I like to describe them, hurdles we've had to get over, times when we thought we just wanted to throw in the towel and give up. And I'm curious to hear from your perspective about some of those experiences, and most importantly, how you got through them. Because you're sitting here with us today, which means you obviously got through them, and we're glad you did. Um, but I know that some of our listeners sitting at home might be experiencing those kinds of things right now as we speak, and I'm hoping that they will be able to get something out of your story that will help them just push through and do that little extra thing they need to do to get to the other side. Sure, yeah. You know, one of the things that I've learned in the past almost 11 years working um, in accounting was that, so when I was part of the vendor community and I was um, the EVP at Cloud9, it, there was no question on if um, if I fit and if I added value to the community because I was leading a company that w- was offering great service. But when I stepped out of that role and I started my own consulting practice, there became both internally with me as well as um, could be, you know, perceived in the profession of 
okay, well, she's not a CPA. So does she really understand our needs, our pain points, and, you know, what is it that she has to offer? Um, So that was a little bit of a struggle for me in creating my consulting firm um, and really kind of getting over that personally as well as helping to define how I'm going to really kind of add to the profession and and add value and create my own um, create my own voice. So that was a bit of a struggle for me. And I have to credit, I was very fortunate to have three or four great mentors who they really helped me see that. And Greg LaFault was one of them who has been an amazing advocate and mentor for me, um, but also uh, Doug Sleater, Randy Johnson, and um, Doug and Randy aren't CPAs themselves. They really helped me to see uh the, the true value that I could bring and get over that, okay, I'm not a CPA. How am I going to be a, a thought leader in this community? How much of that do you feel was <clears throat> like your own personal block, your own personal obstacle of I'm not a CPA. How am I going to relate to these people versus how much of it do you think was the way other people were viewing you in terms of that you're not a CPA? I don't know if I can hear her. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I came across a few um, individuals in some of the different networking events at different conferences where people get a little bit more comfortable. They've had a few glasses of wine. And even if they weren't saying it to me directly, they were talking in general about people in the community um, and kind of uh, knocking if they didn't have those credentials. So that stuck with me and it it put a little seed and you're always your most um, harsh critic, right? So it it stuck with me and I had to really personally get over that. But then also um, I just own it. I honestly, anytime I do any kind of speaking engagement or do a webinar, I mean, at some point in there, if you listen to mine, I right away, I'm the one that I kind of even make a joke about it. I just say, well, and everybody understand, I am not a CPA. I'm the last person you would want near your taxes or near my taxes. And, you know, I talk about how I hire a professional for that. And guess what, though? I know exactly what I'm doing when it comes to strategy, technology, and marketing. And so that's, you know, where I come into this. And, and explaining that all of these are still businesses. I understand that they're, they're firms, their practices, it's different, but it is still a business. And there are still all of the um, general principles that go into a business model that apply. So um, I, I think that if you just own that and you don't try to be something you're not, it, you can get over it very quickly. And I think a key to that is to don't apologize, right? You don't apologize that you're not a CPA. You just, you're not a CPA. Exactly. And I never try to say, you know, try to keep up with the conversation or add into something where it's not my place. Know your strengths and your weaknesses. I'm all about that. And I know exactly what those are for me. And, um, you know, I I think that's one of the strengths, actually, of speakers. I see um, a lot of people coming into the speaker circuit. and You can tell when they get asked a question, they're trying to always know the answer and it's okay to not know and to say that's a great question uh i don't know the answer to that that's not my strength but let me find out for you or you should go talk to this person and refer and that's just what i ended up doing well i think a lot of it's something that a lot of 
businesses, business owners, just people in general experience in life and, and, in, and in our adventures in the business world is, you know, we aren't experts at everything. I think that there's, there's two problems when you, when you try to be an expert at something that you're not. It's very easy to see through that. The other issue that I always find is people apologize for not being something that they're not. And then it sort of leaves you either as the consumer or as a colleague or whatever, sort of now I'm questioning that person. Like if you're apologizing for not being a CPA, now I'm starting to wonder like, well, are you qualified then? Whereas if, like you say, if you just own it and, and you just, you know, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. That's not really my, my point of expertise. Let's, let's find out together. I, I, you've instilled confidence in me. Okay, let's, we can move forward. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, you know, I did a webinar recently on uh, Hector Garcia's QuickBooks Power Hour, and it was on accounting for real estate, and most of the audience were CPAs, right? And I made it clear right up front that I'm not a CPA, that I don't do taxes. There were certain points along the way where I didn't hesitate to say, this, the taxes aren't my area of expertise. In fact, I deferred to Hector on some of those things. And I said, look, I know how to do the financial accounting, but you know, when it comes to the tax treatment of these things, you know, that's not my area. I don't know that. I think it, it helps people. I think it improves your credibility when you just come out there and say, this is what I know, and this is what I do, and this is what I don't do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also want to say, going back to, you know, some of the challenges you described there, I, I mean, I love it. I, I love the idea that somebody's going to say, well, you're not a CPA, so how can you help me? You're not trying to help them be an accountant, right? You're trying to help them with their marketing and their PR and how to get the word out. I think I'd rather have somebody like you doing that for me than somebody who's a CPA who also does that. Because then it's like, well, which which are you? Are you a CPA or are you a marketing and PR person? You know, I, it, there's so much out there that we read now that just consistently reinforces is that, you know, when I, what I'm going to go out there to do, I should find out what the one thing is that I do really well and just do that one thing. And the same sort of philosophy should be employed when I'm thinking about hiring somebody to do a job for me. I'd almost rather have you than somebody who says, I'm a CPA and I'm also a marketing professional. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's funny. So, you know, I talk with a lot of firms throughout the year and um, I get this more often than you would think to where I ask them, we're talking strategy and how, how they can build their firm. And I ask, okay, so what are your specializations? They just have a laundry list of all of these different niches that they specialize in. And so then I just say, so really you don't specialize in anything because you can't right. specialize in everything. <laughs> um, so I, I do think that that's a, it, that's a good point. If, if you're not specialized in, then you're not really a subject matter expert. Instead, you're a jack or a jill of all trades. Right. You're a general practitioner, Right. Which means you're gonna you're gonna go over the general stuff, and then you're gonna have to recommend the expert, <laughs> which is fine if that's your niche and that's what you want to do. But you know, and the other people who I think will feel your pain are the people in our profession who aren't CPAs. Um, you have bookkeepers who aren't CPAs, and I know I've worked firsthand with bookkeepers who were um, engaged with a client who had a CPA, and where they feel intimidated by the CPA because the CPA. Um, and, and I'm not saying all CPAs are like this. I love my CPA friends, but there I've seen cases where, you know, the CPA will respond in a very sort of condescending manner towards the bookkeeper because they're not a CPA, so they don't really know what they're doing, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it, it's a big misconception, even with some of the vendors, that the entire profession is all CPAs. I, I would always get, oh, well, during January to April, we just, we can't sell anything. And I'm like, well, no, that's not true. You're talking about a traditional CPA in the firm. There are so many other, so many other pieces and segments to this profession that um, 
that get overlooked, unfortunately. But I think it's actually gotten better uh, in the past three or four years. What do you think has driven that change? What do you think has, has caused it to sort of, I don't know, ease up or get better? Um, I, th- I think a lot of the, um, first of all, the vendors have really attached to some of them. So look at how well into it has done, you know, their whole pro-advisor program and continuing education has uh, expanded past just the CPA. And I would credit, um, you know, Doug Sleater and Joe Woodard for really helping that because it used to be to where all of the conferences just catered to CPAs. And now, I mean, look at the schedule. There are so many different conferences that um, cater to different segments within um, the profession and that really identify um, their role and, and the need of the business client for their expertise. So I think that the vendors, as well as people like that, that looked outside the box and said, there's so many more people here that we need to engage in this conversation. Yeah. I think to the technology too, the way the technology has changed, it's sort of pushed a lot of bookkeepers into sort of new realms of, of, of the industry or of the profession. Yeah. And I am, you know, the, huge adoption by CPA firms to do client accounting services. It used to be to where practices were just tax and audit. And now, I mean, pretty much, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but it seems like every accounting firm I come into contact with is doing some form of client accounting services. So they have gotten out of that mindset of we only do tax and audit and we're going to leave the other stuff. And so instead, because they're doing those same types of services, we're all talking and utilizing the same technologies and having the same conversations and looking towards them um, who have been doing it for a lot longer of, well, how are you doing this? And asking them for advice. So it sounds like the way you overcame this obstacle, Casey, was really, and I just want to recap this to make sure we underscore it, you know, for everyone listening, is that instead of feeling inadequate based on it, you actually owned it and turned it into an asset. Right. And said, you know what? No, this is who I am. And part of who I am is part is, is, is what I'm not. I'm not a CPA. I'm a marketing and PR person. I mean, did I sum that up pretty accurately or? Yeah, absolutely. And a, and a strategist that can go into, you know, any type of business and help you to uh, look at it differently and create more um, direction and business models that I, I'm a big believer in differentiation and um, you know, blue ocean strategy of where you're really kind of setting out to look beyond what everybody else is doing. I hate, I hate looking at the competition. It's, it's um, just futile on my point of view. But um, so helping them to do those types of things. And I, I very rarely even talk about anything actually accounting related or tax unless we're talking processes and efficiency improvements. Right, right because that's not what you need to concern yourself with. And having worked where you've worked in your career, it's not like you don't have experience with the CPA or with the accounting profession, right? You've got that experience. You know how to navigate a, a company in that realm um, with respect to the marketing and PR stuff that you're doing for them. Absolutely. And I would just um, tell anybody out there that is in a similar situation, you know, seek out mentors that can help you in the same way that mine did. Um, to help you kind of formulate what your personal voice is going to be, your contribution to that value. Um, it not only helps to build self-confidence, but it's all about who you know, not what you know, right? Um, and so now, you know, I'm getting approached by um, different, you know, 
I guess they're millennials now, uh, approaching me for help and mentoring and guidance. And I mean, I think that if that's the stage you're in in your career, the, the more that you can do that, the better. Yeah, we have we we always seem to come back to mentoring on this show. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting how it, it it cycles back to mentoring almost almost every episode. I think it's such a valuable thing. And I mean, there's always going to be the non-believers. There's always going to be the people who doubt you and try to try to say you're not enough or you're not right or whatever. But it's it is it's I think it's having those mentors and having that support system and 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 believing in yourself and pushing through no matter what that that gets us through the hard times and onto the to the to the stuff that we can contribute, you know, and bring. Well, I, I can honestly say that if it were not for my mentors, I probably would not be where I'm at today because they convinced me to stay in accounting. When I broke off and started my consulting company, I got calls from all different types of vendors and different types of industries. And again, with an MBA, it's so cross-functional to any kind of business unit and vertical. I could have gone into a different one. But um, they made me see bigger picture. And so I'm very appreciative of that. It's awesome. Uh, We got to take a quick break here. But when we get back, um, we're going to continue our conversation with Casey and see what's going on today, what you have happening today. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Nerd Enterprises Incorporated is a numbers agency. We offer a wide range of services from bookkeeping to financial modeling and cash flow projections. Our consulting services enable you to do what you do best by giving us the accounting and back office tasks that we do best. Nerd Enterprises, Inc. is one of the worldwide leaders in QuickBooks, Microsoft Excel, and other productivity-based training. If it's one-to-one or one-to-many, we log in with you so you can share your screen and we get you through it. Plus, all sessions are recorded so you can review those recordings anytime you like afterwards. For more information, visit Nerd Enterprise. Intuit QuickBooks is dedicated to powering prosperity around the globe for accountants, small businesses, consumers, and the self-employed. With products and services like QuickBooks Online Accountant and the QuickBooks Pro Advisor Program, accounting professionals can save time, grow their practice, and act as strategic advisors to their small business clients. By working together as partners, Intuit can help you leverage the latest technologies and work with you to create tomorrow's future innovations. Go to quickbooks.intuit.com to find out more. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. To find out more, email Seth at nerdenterprises.com. That's Seth at nerdenterprises.com. Now, back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Authentic Accountant Podcast. I'm still here uh, with Seth, my co-host. Hi. And we still have Casey with us. We just um, wrapped up our, our second segment on what it was like. Um, I'm sorry, what happened? And we talked about some of the struggles. That <laughs> you did it this time. Usually I, I do. know I mixed it up. <laughs> um, and so now, uh, 
you know, we've sort of addressed the issue, the, the obstacles and how we got through those. So I'm interested to hear from you, Casey, on what's going on with you today. What's in your yeah. world? Yeah, thank you. So it's actually been a really exciting year and full of a ton of change. Um, in May, I joined CPA.com, which is an AI CPA company. And uh, that was to assume the role that Greg LaFollick has had for many years. Um, and it's interesting, you know, the title strategic advisor, which I know is kind of really broad, but um, it, I, I really feel just so blessed to have come into this because he has created such a unique position with the organization that is really just a bunch of cool, fun projects to work on. So, for example, um, I kind of lead up different um, events that will bring in uh, executives of different solution providers, vendors, to get together to figure out how um, they can service the profession better, really understand where it's going um, and and their piece in it. I think one of the um, missing links with a lot of different communities and especially associations for any um, vertical is that the associations are always just direct to members and the only kind of contact that they ever have with vendors is to sell sponsorships to conferences. And that is not what the AICPA or CPA.com have done. And in the last 10 years, they've really kind of become the nucleus and um, forged, you know, and created bridges between, okay, we have so many different um, communities uh, within this profession. So we have the thought leaders that are out there at all these conferences, they're educating. I mean, Seth just kills himself trying to help everybody um, and get the word out on, on different issues and help firms operate better. Then you have um, the vendor community, which people to me um, have always kind of looked at and kept at arm's length because they don't want to be sold to. But in reality, you have some of the, t- the best top talent that's in this uh, community are in the vendors. They, they are tremendously resourceful. Um, and then of course you have the members and then you, you have the association. So I get to do the cool stuff that brings all of those together, whether they be events or thought leadership pieces. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm running with over there. Okay. So you're kind of putting on, all right. So if I understood that correctly, your role there is to kind of put on events for the profession. Um, yeah, so there's a few different events that um, I'm working on right now. Uh, Greg had created what's called um, the Executive Roundtable, and that's in January, and it brings together the C-suite executives of the vendors that service the profession. Um, and so that's one of them. We also... And when you say when you speak about vendors, I just want to make sure it's clear. Like, Give an example of like some of the companies you're talking about who would be a, quote, vendor. Intuit, Zero, CCH, uh, Thomson Reuters, uh, and then we always, of course, bring in some of the um, younger, newer apps and solutions that are doing something completely different. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's clear because I, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure it's clear that when you talk about, you know, these kinds of companies, these are really companies that are creating accounting applications, right? Not necessarily, and it sounds like maybe there's a sprinkling of the vendors who are creating apps, but it's mostly the people who are, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. I don't want to sort of offend anyone, but the people who really shape the industry, it sounds like. 
Absolutely. And I think that they, uh, all of the conferences are always member facing, right? And talking to them, which is important. But if we are not engaging the decision makers of the software companies that are actually creating the solutions that the firms use day in, day out, um, and they're not talking to each other, more importantly, um, to make solutions that work together, uh, then, you know, you have a big missing hole. You have a gap that's going to be a lot um, longer to get filled rather than, okay, let's get everybody together once a year. Let's review where we've come from, where we need to go, and make them talk to each other and figure out ways to, to work together better. And then um, I also, uh, you know, we'll be working on, we do a blockchain symposium. This year was the first one, and we'll do another one next year, because obviously blockchain is going to have a huge impact on um, the accounting profession. So uh, we will gather everybody together for that. And then different thought leadership pieces, um, which aren't necessarily white papers, more like um, emerging trends reports. And we don't want to just talk in theory. Uh, We want to talk true practical application use cases and look at, um, think about the Gartner hype cycle and where emerging trends kind of fit in on that. And if you can imagine these reports are then going to identify, okay, where exactly are we at on this? Because a lot of people hear blockchain and they say, oh, that's way down the line. I'll think about that in 10 years when it comes to my door. And that may not be necessarily true. So I think putting that in perspective for the accounting firms um, to really understand when this is going to impact them and how is important. So, all right. So let's talk about, well, actually, before we, I want to jump into blockchain for a minute, because I know that's a hot issue in the accounting profession. And, and, and I think it's an important one. And I think you just touched on why it's so important is a lot of people are thinking it's down the line and really they need to be thinking about it today. But I want to back up for a minute. How did we get to the point where was it Greg himself who reached out to you about taking over his role? And how did that conversation start? Because there you were, Blue Ocean Principles, you were doing your thing, you had settled in, you overcame the obstacles, you dealt with it, you said, this is who I am and I can help accountants because I've worked with accountants and I know how they work and I don't need to know what a CPA needs to know in order to do the job I'm being hired to do. All of that came into place and here you were moving along and what happened? Greg just called you one day and said, hey, I'm going to be retiring. I want you to take over. And and I don't mean this in any kind of demeaning way, but why you? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there was a logic behind why he re- reached out to you specifically. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. And Seth, you'll find this kind of funny. So I had you to an Abacus Next VIP event, and um, Greg was also one of the people that we invited out there, and I was driving him to the airport. And he just looked at me and asked, are you interested? I, I'm going to be retiring. Um, would love to explore the opportunity. And so we, we talked about it for, um, for quite a while and kind of explored what that looked like. Because like you said, at this point, I had established a, a firm that was doing well. And um, I hadn't really considered ever going back to work for anybody, to be totally honest. But um, this is one of those opportunities that when it comes knocking, you you answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, and I, I actually did still keep the principles. I just, um, I, I didn't keep most of the clients because I put all of my energy now into CPA.com. Um, but yeah, and the only reason that I ever even wanted to do it was because A, when you think about the impact and the reach 
that the association has. It's it's greater than anything else in this profession. I mean, it's 667,000 CPAs. It's, it's the largest wow. association in a county by far. So when I thought about the impact that I could have um, adding to these types of things and really bridging those gaps between all of those different segments in the, in the community, there, there's no way I'm going to make the kind of impact that I can make now in this role that I, I could have been Right. And just to, just to be clear, so does AI, does the AICPA own CPA.com? Is that part of AICPA? Is it? Correct. We're an AICPA company. Okay. And so what is CPA.com's mission? Like, what are they there to do, essentially? I mean, I get the sense that they're there to educate almost like the insiders of the insiders in the accounting profession, but maybe more broadly, what, like, what's their mission? Uh, yeah, so obviously thought leadership is a big piece of it, but we're also here to help um, expand and improve the technology ecosystem. So we're really focused on the technology piece and um, digital disruption and really helping firms to go beyond. And um, that it goes in so many different ways, um, but obviously a big mission was, uh, you know, expanding out for firms and helping them to become um, more trusted advisor by adding client advisory services in to their firms. That was a huge mission um, that is still not completely done, but it's come a long way. And um, finding all of the different solutions that are coming to market that uh, could really help firms to transform. So obviously blockchain is a big piece of that right now. How is that going to change the profession? How, what do firms need to know and understand? And where Obviously, my strength and that I come in because I'm not the technologist that will be built this member. Stay in your stay in your lane. Know your strengths. I'm not going to be the technologist building blockchain by any means, but I can help firms to understand how to build new advisory services with this. How to look to the future and say this is going to be what our firm looks like uh, with this technology, rather than get scared. That's what the initial reaction is all the time, right? They see this new technology. They hear, oh, it's going to automate the audit oh, it's going to take away all of these billable hours, and then they, they freak out. So um, my job, in my opinion, is to, to flip the conversation, to make it a positive one and look at the opportunities rather than focus on any of the negatives or the fears. And I imagine you might pool resources, like you might take somebody like Doug Sleater, who I know is very focused on blockchain specifically now, and have him put, toge put together some kind of an event where he might explain what he's learned from his research on blockchain. And I mean, and before you answer, I would just want to qualify it a step further. Take, take like Erica and myself, right? We do accounting for clients. You know, we do bookkeeping and financial accounting, right? But... Erica, have you encountered anything related to blockchain specifically so far in your travels? Uh, I mean, I hear, to be honest with you, I don't know enough about it. Um, I hear about it a lot, but I know that I need to learn more. That's about exactly my the point. extent of yep. my knowledge. Exactly my point. And I'm, I'm in the same spot. I mean, I, I've done a little bit of research because I'm curious about these things. So I've dug in to understand what blockchain is and what it does and how it works. And so the impression I have, though, is still a pretty vague one that somehow it's going to underlie all the stuff we're doing and make it more secure. But that's about as concrete as my understanding gets. So what is CPA.com planning to do about that, I guess, is my ultimate <laughs> question, <to> you, Casey. <laughs> absolutely. Well, first on Doug's leader, I just have to say, you know, that just, name just makes me smile. I absolutely love Doug. And he is the first person who ever mentioned blockchain to me. 
and sent me all kinds of articles uh, to do my research and understand. Um, so absolutely, as he went on the forefront of bringing awareness um, and, and how it's going to impact the county. But so, like I mentioned, we um, are holding the symposium and I was at the May one that um, they held and it's really, it's really mind boggling how many, when you look at how many different ways blockchain will affect it. And what I think the first step that we have to do is to help everybody understand, like you said, you've heard of it, but most people associate Bitcoin. Everybody thinks blockchain is cryptocurrency. So the first step is we have to educate everybody and get everybody up to speed. So I think of it almost like when I first came into the profession 11 years ago and you know, Rob Chandler is telling me about this cloud thing. And I didn't even think it was called that back then. It was like ASP. But, um, you know, back then, it was the exact same thing. Everybody had to be educated. What exactly is the cloud? How is this going to affect your firm? This is how you implement it. These are the risks. This is all of the different pieces. And blockchain is very similar. We need to do first the education um, some blockchain 101 so that everybody understands blockchain is not Bitcoin. It's the platform. It's the, um, you know, distributed ledger. It's the technology that all of these things sit on. But that's just one small piece of it. So once you get into smart contracts and um, different kind of uh, transactions and ways and, and the audit and confirmations, all of these different pieces, then the story starts to be told and people can really start to understand how it's going to affect their firm um, and, and really kind of reduce the, the timeliness of, of, especially for auditors of having to go and check and um, review and all of those things. So I think that number one, let's just get some basic education out there so people aren't so afraid of it and that they actually understand it and can have the conversation and answer questions that their clients come to them with. And then number two, um, address advisory services, what can we do, what, how, how is this going to change your firm, how can you build revenue off of this, and then, of course, lead into more of the solutions that are built on it, the apps and um, implementation that way. Gotcha. we got to wrap up here. Casey, it's been a pleasure having you with us for the hour. Real quick, and in, in, in order to wrap up properly, if, uh, if Erica wants to learn more about blockchain, can she go to cpa.com or otherwise, where do people go to kind of follow up with you and learn about more of the resources that you and cpa.com at large can offer for the accounting profession? Absolutely. Um, so CPA.com, we will be coming out with a special trends report specifically on blockchain um, in the next month. And on top of that, at the AICPA, we have tons of resources, podcasts, white papers, etc. Um, and you'll see at pretty much every conference, it, I'm going to be speaking at QB Connect next month and on a blockchain panel. So get out there and, and learn. We'll see you there then. Great. We'll see you there. Really looking forward to that. And thank you again so much for being with us, Casey. It's been a pleasure. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. New episodes of the Authentic Accountant Podcast are heard every week on the Voice America Business Channel and on your favorite podcast site. Please join Seth David and Erica Ed again soon for another edition and another complete story of success.
The Authentic Accountant is sponsored by Intuit. Intuit helps you leverage the latest technologies and works with you to create tomorrow's future innovations for your firm. Visit quickbooks.intuit.com.